0: Open your Bibles, please, to Hebrews chapter 13, and we're reading a few verses, starting in verse 15. Let's stand together as we read, please, to show our respect to this blessed book. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually, that is, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. But to do good and to communicate, forget not. For with such sacrifice, God is well pleased. Let's read those last four words together, please. God is well pleased. Say it again. God is well pleased, that Thou here. Our Father, we're grateful now to Thee for all blessings provided. Thank You for this invitation, Lord, that has been extended to us to come and worship with these dear saints. I appreciate this pastor and his wife and all this congregation and the help that they have been to us the strength and the encouragement they've been to us, the cards and the letters we've received from this people, the prayers and the support we're grateful Now, our Father, allow us to be a measure of blessing to them. May our hearts be filled with our presence, Lead us and guide us and direct our path and our thinking and our speaking. We'll thank you for it in Christ's name. Amen. You may be seated, please. I remember a statement years ago someone made that I've retained in my memory. It said, I'm satisfied with Jesus. But is he satisfied with me? Think about it. I'm satisfied. I have no complaints with Jesus. I'm totally and completely satisfied with him. No complaints. How many here today can say that? I'm satisfied with Jesus. He fulfills my every, I'm just pleased with him. But is he satisfied with me? I looked over in the book of Hebrews and found the verse concerning Enoch. The Bible tells me about Enoch that he was the seventh. Get that. That's going back in history, isn't it? The seventh. Enoch was the seventh. Just seventh. Imagine. Not many folks. But I found something else in that great verse that just thrilled my heart. The Bible said by faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. Before his translation, he had this testimony. His testimony was that he pleased God. What a testimony. Don't say anything about his ability to sing, his ability to in any other aspect of life. But you could say, God, about this fellow Enoch, God would have responded, I'm pleased with him. I'm completely pleased with him. He was God's walking buddy. The Bible said Enoch walked with God. walked with God God said I'm pleased with Enoch I'd like to talk to you just a few minutes about this matter of pleasing God I don't think there's enough emphasis placed on it I don't think we think enough about it I think that we ought to think a great deal about our everyday life, it would stop a lot of things that we do if we'd say before we do it, is this going to please God? Will God be pleased with what I'm about to do? It would stop a lot of conversation. It would would stop gossiping. It would stop bickering and backbiting. It would stop all of that. Because God is definitely not pleased with any of that. I'm not talking about when I talk about the testimony. I'm not, I don't have in mind a testimony that you may stand up and give on a Wednesday night. I'm not, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about your testimony in your home. amazing. I don't know why. I can't even tell you. I'm I'm an old man. I'll be having a birthday the fifteenth of next month. Seventy, that big seven oh. I don't know why. My wife said if I got along with everybody like I got along with young folks, I'd I do fine. I get letters from them. They call me on the I I got a letter this past week that I'm going to frame it. Is from a college student, and she told us the ble- what a blessing we'd been to her, and I appreciate that. And she encouraged my wife and I in this letter, and she used a verse from Job. Said he knoweth the way that I take. It was a beautiful letter, and I'm going to frame it. But I get letters. I got one some time ago. Said preacher. Is anybody real? Is there anybody that's just real? Oh, they talk the talk, but they don't walk the walk. And the the young person went on to say, he said, Preacher, I'm about to give up. I'm just about to give up. He said, I've lost absolutely all confidence in my mama and my dad. I don't, I don't have any confidence anymore. So they they are active in our church. They 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 work in the church on a religious basis. But preacher, I see them in the home, and I hear them, and I hear the fussing and the fighting, and I hear language that Christians ought not to use. Preacher, please write me back and tell me why I shouldn't give up. Why I shouldn't quit. Their daddy was an officer in the church, and so was their mother. Do you know I'm finding something that breaks my heart? A lot of time we see a, we see the congregation say a fall down in numbers. And many folks are very fast to say, I I believe if we had another preacher. But I'm beginning to become aware that it's not that. It's bad testimonies a lot of times in homes. The Bible said old brother Enos had a testimony that pleased God. Ladies and gentlemen, may I say to you today... That testimony should be guarded. It should be one that you should guard over carefully because the life that you live, or not the words that you say, the life that you live may be the life that will be the driving force to one of your children missing the pearly gates of heaven. I've saw children just suddenly drop out of church when they got old enough to say, I'm not going. Just quit. I always said, I wonder what happened. Wonder what took place. Wonder why they quit. How many times I've asked them, I said, why did you stop and find out the bad testimony? I may have told you this before, I don't know. I went to pastor a church in the country. I'm not going to tell you where. It's out rural church. And I was out visiting on the next week after I we got moved in and walked up to a little little service station, just a very small one. I, I Well, it was really a front for a bootlegging joint. That's all it was. Up on the Coca-Cola sign, it called the man's name. His name was Bill, Bill's place. He's sitting on a nail keg and whittling and spitting tobacco juice. He said, Preacher, I've been a, I, I've been a wondering if you're going to come by to see me. And I said, Bill, I have. And I said, I come by to invite you to church. He said, I ain't a coming. Now, I'm not very educated, but I called on real Fast. He wasn't coming. That's what he said. He missed that. I'm not a coming. Well, I said, You'll let me ask why I won't you? He said, I'll show you why. And he took me back in his little, I guess he called it an office, and he had some little boxes with little charge account books stuck down in them with names up on the top of them. And uh, one box just had three books laying down in it. He said those books belong to the bootleggers in this county. He said they'll be in Friday at 11 o'clock to pay their bills so you can set the clock by it. Said, Do you recognize any of those other names on those books? Did you ever say anything you wish you hadn't said? Before I knew it, I said, Oh, a lot of my members trade with you. I wish instantly I hadn't said that. He started using he forgot I was a preacher, he forgot there was a God, he forgot ever. He started using language like I've never heard. Flobber slobber was coming out of his mouth. He was pulling his hair. He said, those are the people why I'm not coming to church. They've come in here. They've carried off my groceries. They've burned my gas. They won't pay their bills, and they drive that back road to keep coming by my place. I don't care who came there to pastor. Bill wasn't coming. It wasn't the preacher's fault. I just got there. It was bad testimony. The Bible said Enoch had one that God liked. He was tickled to death over it. You ought to heard my message the next Sunday morning. <laughs> you said, was well, you in the flesh, ain't none of your business. I never stayed long at that church. Fact is, I never got untied. I'm tired of folks blaming the preachers for folks quitting coming and not, ah, folks, if we got a new carpet or new bit, no, new testimonies. New testimonies. The Bible said inks please the Lord. Pleasing God ought to be your goal when you get up on Monday said I'm going to please God. Does your home please the Lord? In school, children, young folks, what about it? If there should be an accident down on the school ground and bad, and that student that was injured said, I need somebody to pray. Have you so lived? Is your testimony is so real and live and vibrant that they'd say, Go get so and so? You can pray. He can get a hold of God. What about your conversation? Is it a testimony that folks around you don't they don't want to tell you a dirty joke? They know you're not going to listen and they've got respect for you. You said no, I don't talk like that in front of him. See, don't don't uh, don't spend your time worrying about that polished, that polished few words. You may stand up and say, Well, I want to stand up and say I love the Lord. I'll find out whether you do or not because of your testimony. Or just give me a few days around you and I'll find out whether you're lying or not. Bill said, I'm not coming. Was because of church folks that wasn't honest enough and were not, didn't have enough character and enough decency to pay the bills that they owe. Hello? Christians ought to be honest. Christians ought to tell the truth. Am I right? Amen. Just ought to stand up and have a testimony in your business life. That said, that person loves God. Now, I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about pleasing man. I'm not talking about, the Bible said, for if I please man, I should not be the servant of Christ. I'm not trying. My desire and my goal and my ambition, my aspiration should never be just to please you. And I ought to have a burning desire in my heart to please the Lord. I was working in a black church in another state. And I don't know, I guess there's a, well, anyway, they had me a place to stay in a building. Of course, it was in the, the black side of town. It did look rough. Now, when I say rough, I'm talking about rough. And they had me a place to stay in this building, and the parking lot, my car was the only car in. I could just, in my imagination, I could see the next morning, no wheels, no radio, (laughs) maybe no car. And I told the pastor, I said, uh, I believe I'll leave my car up here at the church and you drive me down to where I'm staying. Why? He said. (laughs) Well, I said, uh, I need that car. He laughed and said, They may steal every car in this town, but yours is safe. I said, Say what? Said that that car, they won't, not a hand will be laid on it. Well, I went to bed the next morning. I said, Well, there's one thing I'll have another car when I drive here. That's pretty sure something. I could just envision it's gone. Next morning, I looked out the window. Guess what? That's it. Nothing, not a hubcap gone. Nothing. I mean, not a fingerprint on it. All week long. You know, the first night I, I locked the door, put chairs in front of it, scooted a chest over in front of it. Well, I don't laugh. You had done the same thing. You saw it. But I found something out. I I went with that preacher during the day, and we'd, we walked along. We were walking down a sidewalk one day, and there were some young men meeting us and you know what they did they stepped off to the side of the sidewalk so we got by and said hello Reverend good to see you preacher you know what that church had he had a testimony you know why those boys did that they respected that man of God they loved him Not because he was loud or polished or cultured, but his testimony was that he walked with God. May I ask you, if late some night your child becomes desperately ill, would the You say, honey, do you want me to go get the preacher to pray for you? Would their response be, Daddy and Mama, I've watched you every day. I've heard you pray in the midnight hour. Daddy, I know you're honest and you're clean. I love Brother Tommy and I love Mary, but... I've got more confidence in you than anybody in the world. And Enoch had a testimony that pleased God. I don't care who you are. I don't care where you live or what kind of a house you live in or what kind of car you drive. Your walk and your talk. Your actions and your behavior should be that that God looks down and says, I'm pleased with you. I'm really pleased. As I told Brother Tommy, it's been, I actually said two, but it's been the roughest four years of my life. I've wet many a pillow with tears in the last four years. Been I'm I'm not trying to get, I'm not on a pity party. I've already gone beyond that. But you know what? When God dealt with my heart about this thing, I was being attacked from a source and in a way that I'd never been attacked in my life. It was new to me. But all of a sudden, Hebrews 11.5 jumped back. And God said, now, listen, your goal is to please me. Just live for me. Walk with me. Talk with me. Pray to me. Sing to me. Regardless, if that is your ambition tonight or today, you have gained a real good ground. There's something else that pleases God. Open your Bibles to the book of Galatians. It goes hand in hand with the verses I've read. Galatians chapter 1, verses 15 and 16. But when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by His grace, Now, here it is, to reveal his Son in me. Did you get that? What pleased God? What was it that pleased God? What was it? To reveal his Son in me. The Bible said Christ in you. The hope of glory. What are you pleased with God? He said, I want people to see my soul in you. Did you get what I just said? How many of you heard God said above everything in the world, I want men to see my son Jesus in your life? I don't know whether it's happened to you or not, but it always, boy, you talk about just hitting you right between the eyes. We were in a restaurant that we frequent quite often the other day. This is the truth, and I, oh, if you interpret what I'm saying, that I'm bragging on Pauline and I, you are so wrong. You are so wrong. There's a lady that she fills the job of, I think they can call them bus boys, that clean the tables up. And folks, I'm going to tell you something. I'd, I'm honestly, if I had to fight, I'd fight any two of you men before I'd jump on that woman. I'm going to tell you something. If that woman ever hits you, you'd be unconscious until the next century. She can just look at me and it hurts. I mean, bad. Honest before God, that's the roughest looking woman I've ever looked at. I don't mean not pretty. She she looks fairly well, but man, she could just—I just look at her and get scared. She handles. She'll get that tray full of big old dirty dishes and just pick you up. I'd say yes, ma'am, to her any time. But we were sitting at the table, Pauline and I, the other day, and she came over, and I've never been addressed so politely in my life, so courteously. She set the tray of dirty dishes down with tears in her eyes. And she said, I watch people are coming here. She said, I picked you two out. You know God, don't you? I And here was this big old rough girl she said, my daddy's a dying of cancer. And I sure would appreciate it if she was pray." It pleased God to reveal His Son in you in a restaurant, at a gas station, running a machine, or wherever you're at. God said, I want them to see Jesus in you. That's the prettiest woman I ever looked at. I wanted to hug that old girl so bad and say, thank God you saw Jesus. Now let me ask you a question down on the job. Have they saw Jesus in you? Confidence is a tremendously wonderful thing. But do they have confidence in you? I'm satisfied with Jesus. But is he satisfied with me? In Colossians 1 9 and verse chapter 1 verses 9 and 10. For well, this cause, we also, since the day we heard it, Do not cease to pray for you and to desire you might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Verse 10, that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in ever good work, and increasing in knowledge of God. The Bible said, here is the Father glorified that you bear much fruit. When God looks at your life, does he see a fruitful life? If, if I were to say today, God, are you pleased with that man or that woman? Yes, Come to the instrument, please.